It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good. Down the line backhand, Harad Maya comes up with the winner down the line off of the forehand wing. Incredible. Oh my God. I was sure that Eagle had won that point two or three times. What what a point uh, here off on the match point. What that, a shot to, to go for. That forehand is a carbon copy of Rafa's against Daniel Nevedev. Guga Queten in the crowd loving it, <laughs> standing yeah. up, getting hyped. That was seven, a carbon seven. copy of Rafa's against uh, Daniel Nevedev. If anyone remembers when Mark Petchy on the English commentary says that is the best shot he has ever hit when he when he breaks serve in the fifth. Now here we go, Haranmaya serving at seven all. Set point or match point once again. Coming yeah. up after this one. This is the first serve into the net. Take some time between the serves here. And more time. All right. She doesn't get the time violation. Because that was quite a while. Spins that one in 104 kilometers an hour. Shvantek dominating the rally cross court. Forehand to backhand. This one pops up for Shvantek easily. And she takes that forehand cross winner. 8-7 for Shvantek. And she will now serve with the match point. It was an unbelievable forehand winner from Iga, but the serve from... Very, uh, very severe, like, timid nervousness. Yes, exactly. And from, and, and from the moment she served, Iga was in charge of the point. Yeah, she, she, she stopped and, and, and then kept bouncing the ball like a couple of times, took a lot of yeah. time, which, yeah, for me, it never seems ideal to take a lot of time between serves. And then just spun in 104 kilometers. That's what, that's... It's like a bungee not, jump. Not, just... not, not even 80 miles an hour, right? Yeah. No, it's like that. a bungee jump. You just got to go for it. Yeah. Shantik here catches the toss, but here she comes again. Goes into the Hadamaya forehand, goes cross down into the backhand. Hadamaya can only lift it up. Shantik will have an easy ball here. And it is a forehand cross winner to close it up for Shantik, who lets out 
a massive <laughs> roar and a fist bump to win it 6-2-7-6 over Beatriz Hadamaya. What a performance for Hadamaya, though. I am so impressed. It is heartbreaking for her, clearly. She had so many chances in that second set. She worked so hard. But Iga, once again, just inevitable. And doesn't drop a set, once again, even in this set. <laughs> Absolutely. As she's jumping around, fist bumping, all of the emotions coming out from that nervy, nervy second set. How many? How long was the match in all? It was about two hours and okay, two hours and ten. But that set was eighty-five minutes, what almost an hour and a half. Um, it was exciting, and, and that's great in a way. I mean, listen, I, I still would have loved to have seen a third set and and more drama uh, compared to what we had earlier. But um, uh, <laughs> we've actually got Van. She's going to come on and just give us ten minutes, which is just perfect. Um, because sure. I want to speak to him about these two matches. I'd love it if you can stay for 10 more minutes, Jakob, can you? Absolutely. I, I have nothing else to do. Brilliant, brilliant. But, yeah. So what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, stay with us if you can, because uh, Vanch, myself, and Jakob are going to go through the two semifinals and have a quick look towards the final. We'll probably be 15 minutes, I think, in all, I would imagine, given that there's so much to unpack. Uh, looking forward to having Vanch, who should be joining us any second. But listen, Jakob, just give me your raw emotions after that match. Look, I mean, how much more do you have to do to take a set of Iga Shvantek, uh when you look at what Beatriz Ademaya has done in the second set here? All the props to to the Brazilian for really sticking around in that match, fighting toward, and, until the very end. Very impressed with her. Shvantek, even if she wasn't on, at, at her best in the second set, missing a lot more than she's used to. Weathers the storm, still doesn't drop the set, and Going into that final against Mukhova now, I'm 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 feeling sort of curious. I'm I'm very curious to to see that match. I don't think it's a foregone con- uh, conclusion by by any stretch. No, I don't. If if she can repeat the level that she's th- th- shown throughout the tournament, and and I've watched her probably three times, um, pretty much in its entirety. I saw her match against. Uh, Saku in the first round. I've seen her last two matches as well. She has a chance for sure. Uh, Iga's on court now, about to speak. Um, so we'll see what she has to say. I mean, it was a wonderful match. It wasn't quite hitting the heights of the previous one that we had, but sets the level high for the men's semifinals tomorrow because these were both very good semifinals. She goes, whoo. Honestly, it feels like a long tournament, although actually until today she hadn't been on court that much. (laughs) She's excited for Saturday as well as she should be. Polish flags aloft in the crowd. Poland got us. Beatrice has played a really good tournament. This is the question now coming towards... Obviously, we're going to get some thoughts on... On the Brazilian for Miga. What made the difference today? Oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough one right after the match. She's a lefty, of course. That's interesting, yeah. Not a topspin. She can play flat too, and I saw that plenty of times her playing flat with low net coverage. Low net, uh, yeah, coverage. I had to be ready for every game. I can see Ghosty getting pumped in the live chat for every, hanging on every word from Eager. 
just made, glad I was solid in that tie break. Tried to push on every point, and it worked. All right, uh, I know that Vanch is going to join us any second. Uh, give us a word on on Beatrice Hadamire and, and the tournament that she has had, Jakob. Look, I mean, she never went away at any point. She she never went away. I didn't have much belief in her going to this tournament. I can't quite remember where I had her going out. Maybe I think third running is Alexandrova uh, is where I felt like her tournament might end. But yeah, since the very start, after beating Tatiana Maria 6 5 6 one she battles past Diana uh, Schneider 6 2 5 7 6 4 Alexandrova 5 7 6 4 7 5 Sara Soribestormo 6 7 6 3 7 5 in almost four hours. And Onjabord 3 6 7 6 6 one She left it all out there on the court. Um, she probably spent more time on court than some of the men's players uh, <laughs> heading into the semis. It has just been an absolutely incredible sheer of, of like sheer force of, of willpower uh, from Hadad Maya. And the talent is evident. I can't wait to to watch her on grass where she went 12 and two last year, just happened to take a, a, an early uh, tumble at uh, I guess Kaya Uvan at Wimbledon. But I think this time around, I'm certainly marking her as a, as a dark horse. I mean, not, not even a dark horse. Like for me, she's probably up in the, in the top five, six favorites. Interesting, yeah. And of course, she also faced a match point earlier in the tournament, um, did uh, um, uh, Beatrice. So I think there was two or three matches that she was well down. I think there was one where she was a set, love three, and serving at 15-40, facing two break points. So it was a pretty mammoth effort just to get to this semifinal. And then today, she begins the match by breaking Iga's serve, unfortunately, uh, she got immediately broken back, but the first four games were super competitive. However, when Eager won the next four games in a row, you thought, okay, I guess now we're just going to see Eager like she always does, just move away from her opponent. But not at all. In that second set, you know, it was very, very competitive. She was under pressure throughout because she was serving second. At 4-5 and then at 5-6, though, she held uh, very impressively. And then in the tie break, it was probably only... The last couple of points, really, when when we saw, first of all, there was a, a, a volley at the net. And I think that was in the tie break that really she was putting away with consummate ease beforehand, but she couldn't quite do it. I think she was at 5-3 in the tie break as well. Um, she saved a match point, but then also, I think, at 7-all in the tie break. We saw that sort of very nervous serve. But but listen, that's, the, uh, that's really p- picking at straws, if you like, because... Uh, clutching at straws or, or, or whatever the expression is because she had shown incredible strength of character until those last couple of points. Um, and she produced a really high level and it, and it needed eager at pretty close to her best to see her off today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like the only thing that was slightly concerning for me with Hadamaya was her not being able to put those points away because some of those break points that she's had, the the, the points that we saw in the tiebreaker, they weren't the, the most difficult shots that she's had to make. It, it wasn't like Iga completely stepping up her level uh, to, to keep herself in it. So that's something to maybe highlight uh, about Hadamaya. Can she sort of put players away? Uh, this time she couldn't, but I mean, p- putting Iga Shvantik away is, is not easy in the slightest. Um... The, the the fact that she still won that second set despite all of those unforced errors, very, very impressive to me. Indeed, 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 indeed. Uh, just watching some some of the highlights right now on the screen. I mean, 
the, the, the forehand hit on the rise from Iga was there for us to see on plenty of occasions today. Um, but like I say, she had to come close to her best because Beatrice had admired pushed her. Um, regarding, I, I know we've got Vanch coming as well very soon. Regarding Iga in this tournament, I also think now that she's had that, that, that push, if you like, in the semifinal here. You know, there could have been an argument if she'd have won comfortably today that she might have not spent enough time on court. I still think she would have been a, a heavy favourite or a favourite going into the final, no matter who she played, whether it was Mukova or Sabalenka. But maybe sometimes we see players that are not pushed and then suddenly they are pushed and they struggle. And we've seen it with Eagle on the hard courts earlier this year when she swept opponents aside, found herself down on the scoreboard and not being able to arrest the, the, the slide, if you like. But um, I think that actually will do Eager good today, being pushed how she was. I, I, I you know, I, I, I'll come to the final in a, in a second when I get Vance here because I don't want to go around. I'm just looking at that forehand down the line on match point from Hadad My Boy, oh boy. Um, there's been some excellent points in, in that match. Anyway, just any final thoughts on, on this semi-final before we, we look back on the other one? Um, yeah, I mean, like... I don't know when the last time is that you guys should to go in a match where she hit more unforced errors than winners. I think that's sort of uncharacteristic from her. Um, and I, I actually like, like both players hitting more unforced errors than winners. It, it really didn't feel like that. It, this, this was like a high, high level uh, of a match that might get unfortunately a bit forgotten because of how incredibly impressive that first semifinal was. But still, brilliant, brilliant day of tennis. And- Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello to Vanch. Hi, Vanch. Hello, Vanch. You've joined at just the right moment because I want to do uh, a look back on the first semi-final right now. How special was that, Vanch? That was one of the best women's semi-finals of a major that I've seen in recent years, um, to be completely honest. I, I mean, there's a few other matches that probably come to our minds. Um, thinking of the 2020 US Open semifinal day when we had oh. Serena and Azarenka, that was the second match. The first match being Brady and Osaka. Uh, that was a really high level, both of those matches. And then I think, you know, 2018 Australian Open, you have Halep and Kerber. Uh, that was a phenomenal semifinal as well. Um, and then, you know, I want to say a couple in 2021 as well. The Krejcikova against Sakari that had all the drama towards the end with the match point saves and Krejcikova finally coming through 9-7 in the third. But this one for me was amazing because uh, I love the stylistic contrast between um, sort of the all-court craftiness of Mukova and just the straight up brute force and power and, you know, in a really improved version of Irina Sabalenka, who, you know, I certainly thought was going to take the match in the third set. And I guess we can, we can get onto that in a bit, but yeah, we certainly can. I'm going to, um, um, let's, let's hear from uh, Irina Sabalenka, at least a soundbite from her press conference afterwards. Uh, let's see if we can share this with you. Uh, hopefully with the wonders of technology, this will work. Did not want to play tennis. 
Irina, you've told us that it's been a very challenging two weeks for you emotionally, and you have also said that you have wanted to look after yourself and your mental health and well-being. Has there ever been a time in these two weeks when you felt like you did not want to play tennis? And also, has there ever been a time when you thought your emotions would not allow you to play your best tennis? No, um, there was, wasn't any, anything like that. Yeah, I felt bad emotionally after one uh, press conference. As I said, I couldn't sleep, but the only thing I can do well in this life is play tennis. So I tried to focus on things I could control and I could, uh, could do. So there wasn't any moment when I was like, I don't want to play tennis. No, I really want to play tennis. And uh, that's the only thing I, I do well in life. And I, I have uh, some control. So that's okay. It's been it's been great couple of weeks with uh, some challenges, uh, emotional challenges. Uh, but I think I, I get through it. And um, um, I don't know. I think I'll be stronger. Good to hear that she's taken that defeat okay in, in a way at least in that one minute we'll soundbite yeah we will see Jakob do you do, what are your thoughts on the the collapse from her if you like in those last five games look I mean it was absolutely insane like she's serving for the match and she's missing almost every single ground stroke she's 40-15 up at 5-0 she, she double faults twice it, it, it most definitely was you know maybe emotional psychological whatever it was but it is concerning, and we can't really say if she's recovered well from it or not until we see her at Wimbledon, uh, until we see her challenge at Wimbledon. Maybe that doesn't happen for the first few rounds, like here. Um, but yeah, I yeah, we'll, we'll have to sort of see her get back into this moment and and manage to close somebody out to to sort of believe that. But yeah, Yorkshire in the house. <laughs> you, you, you know right away who's asking the question when you hear him. I also appreciate just how slowly he speaks because no one else from Yorkshire speaks that slowly. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, he's certainly provided lots of entertainment, um, not just this year, but in, in other years as well at, at Roland Garros. I, I've actually, I actually came across him. I bumped into him at Wimbledon last year. I also saw him at the French Open last year as well, just walked past me and I sort of said hello to him, even though we'd never met before. I just knew who he was. Um, what do you think, Vanch? Are we being too harsh on, on Arena and, and maybe not giving enough credit to Carolina in, the, in that five-game spell? For those of you, by the way, just tuning in, uh, Carolina Mukova was 5-2 down in that third set and ended and up Cramping, it. looking horrible. Right. Like, looking looking like she was done, pretty much. Yeah. What do you think about that, that spell, uh, Vanch? Yeah, I definitely agree. It was a collapse from Arena, um, just because, you know, she... I mean, Mukova did well to save the match point on her own serve, but then after that, when she served for it at 5-3, a lot of ground stroke mistakes, a lot of balls like just well long, kind of struggling to control the... the, And even when she made the first serve, she had a lot of chances to like finish off the point and build the rallies with those heavy ground strokes and just kept sailing long on her. And she also had those double faults at 5-all. And, you know, it all just kind of happens very quickly it's it can be one of those things that um i figured i thought that this was in the past uh, i was a little surprised that it happened this time i mean we did kind of see a similar five game stretch when she played sloan stephens in those nighttime conditions um and she went up five love and then it, it became five all really quickly and i i just think mukova is too good for 
for there to be a collapse like that. And she took full advantage of, of it. And the longer the rallies went throughout this entire match, I really felt like Mukhova was getting the upper hand, um, especially because she was using her defense extraordinarily well. And then she's so good at finishing at net and coming forward whenever the opportunity presents itself. And she's such an all-court volleyer, so many different types of skills when she's defending and when she's attacking and closing out the those sharp volleys. And I just felt like, uh, yeah, any, any any small little collapse, either one of those were, either, either one of these players were going to capitalize, but I felt like uh, it was one of the most inopportune times for that to, for that to happen. I saw Mukova as well as she embraced her team in the in the tunnel of uh, of the Philippe Chatrier court. Um, she went off court, uh, you know, embracing them, and then some tears were there as well. I'm very very pleased for her and and wish her all the best in in the final. And um, we'll come to your thoughts on the final in a second, though, Vanch. But 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 first, I want to get uh, Jakob and I have already sort of spoken about this during the previous match. We had a chat about it, so I'd like to hear what you think, Vanch. Where does this match rank in this year's matches of the year? Certainly on the WTA side, although I'd actually argue on both sides. For me, there were three matches, and, I, and I'd like to hear your thoughts and rank this match in comparison. The one, the, the Madrid final between Sabalenka and Sviontek, where I thought the level was insane pretty much throughout, uh, and it had a lot of drama too. There was the Australian Open final as well between Sabalenka and Rybakina, and by the way, hats off to Sabalenka because she's involved in all three of these matches now, uh, winning two of them, and, and unfortunately for her, coming on the wrong side here. Where does this match rank for you in in those three for me, which were the three best matches of the year? I still felt like the ball striking for three sets and the unbelievable, um, yeah, first strike tennis in combination with what was on the line. Was still, I still have to go with the Australian Open final being my number one choice. Uh-huh. You know, just because of the, like the the occasion, the moment, and all three sets were really high quality. Yeah. I guess in this one, the first two sets were extremely high quality. You had a little bit of a level dip afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, but nonetheless, it added to the drama. So I would say I would put this either second or third. Um, I, I I do like the I did really enjoy the Madrid final. Just me too. Moment. Yeah. I mean, so, I was in Madrid, Vanch, so perhaps there's a little bias for me and that, that, that can skew your, your opinion. But, yeah, yeah I've, that's got a special place. But I think, like you, I'd probably put Australia at the top. By the way, if oh, Owen was here, you know what he would say? What would he say? He would say the Beatrice Haddad Maya versus Sarah Saribas Tormo. That's number one. <laughs> oh, that's because he was <laughs> Was he there at that match? No. No, he's just a big Sarah Saribas Tormo. Oh, yeah. okay, yes, yes. It, it was excellent, by the way. I mean, listen, yeah, there's yeah, been plenty of candidates amazing. on the on the women's side, I think. But uh, I just think that the, the quality of, of those three that we've just mentioned. But yeah, I probably, I, I wasn't so focused on this match, unfortunately, that I had to work at the time. But uh, I was sort of split between. So that can also affect how we, how we feel about matches. But I know Jakob, who was commentating. And by the way, Jakob has done back-to-back commentaries right now. I hope you're, you're still feeling energized. But um, I think Jakob, by the way, probably puts today's at the top, right? Yeah, for, for, for me personally, yes. Uh, as you said, I've done both of these. I'm going to see if my legs still work after this. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me just sort of having that unexpected moment of thinking it's essentially over and then witnessing such an epic collapse and then witnessing Mukhova cramping all over the place, just suddenly summoning this great offensive tennis uh, with, with all the net, net approaches and whatnot. Uh, yes, get me some nanotechnology, please. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. So so for for, for me, it, it is at the top partially because of the of the drama of of the massive comeback and collapse that we saw. Uh, but yeah, pure quality wise, I'd probably have to go Australian Open final as well. Um, I know Vance, you weren't across the second semi final as much as as Jakob and I were, but I, I'd like a broader take from you on on first of all, Beatrice had admire her tournament, and by the way, she brought a lot of those qualities again today. And did it surprise you that she pushed um, Iga as much as she did? No, actually, I, I was expecting um, Iga to come through, probably in probably in straight sets, and I did expect one of the sets to be close. Okay. So um, it doesn't surprise me that it was the second one because uh, that's kind of been her theme throughout this whole tournament. Yeah. Uh, a lot of insane comebacks and ridiculous fighting spirit and just her her um, tenacity and her the willpower that she has when she plays those long rallies because she doesn't have a really huge weapon. I mean, when you watch her play, it's not like... I, I mean, her first serve is maybe at times a little bit better than Iga's in terms of getting a free point or two. But the rest of her game, there aren't that many advantages. When you look at it, sort of X's and O's, um, you know, she's overmatched in terms of heaviness, in terms of the return of serve. Um, I would even say the second serve with the kick that Iga has, uh, particularly on these courts and the movement. So she really had to summon everything from within and just take a few risks, hit her forehand down the line really, really big and try to create some openings using that shot. Um, but she had, she had some really, she took advantage of some really good openings and she amazing that she won that match against Alexandrova and then Sarah Saribas Tormo from match from uh, double breakdown in the second set. Uh, mm. And that, that was, that was a Herculean physical effort. And then, so the whole thing is all about physical endurance and fitness. And she's, she's uh, the, the face of that right now on the WTA, especially with all the long matches. I think she even, she was even part of another really long match against Kalinina before uh-huh. in Rome. And that was the second longest WTA match of the year. Okay, she's been in the top two longest matches of the year then. Yeah, and then of course the match against Jabor, which I really felt like was a missed opportunity for Ons, looking back at it now. Okay. Um, but but she, yeah, I think this is, uh, it doesn't surprise me that, what surprised me more is that she hadn't been to a third round of a slam until now. Mm. Um, but now that that's off her back, I think, uh, yeah, she's definitely she's definitely a solid top 15 player. Okay, I know our time is limited, so uh, I'm going to get a quick thought from both of you, though, on what is to come. Uh, before I tell you talk about that, though, I just want to say that Owen actually is going to come on tomorrow for a review of the Alcaraz uh, Djokovic semi-final. We're going to have a pretty blockbuster show for that because we've got Amy Lundy coming on the show. So make sure you tune in tomorrow early doors for that. We'll be going live about quarter to the hours to get Amy Lundy's pre-match thoughts and then Owen's post-match take so uh, that's look forward to but on Saturday of course we'll have the women's final which Nick and I will bring you that'll also be a blockbuster hopefully we'll have somebody on before and after that match as well to get their thoughts but before we do that let's get your thoughts both of you on the final now between Igas Fiontech and uh, Karolina Mukova uh, Jakub uh, does Mukova have a chance Right. I think this is entirely contingent on how well she can physically recover from this three-hour behemoth of a match that she just pulled off against Sabalenka. Um, if she can get 80-90% back, uh, still have the, the defense as an option that she pulled out at, the end of, at many points to sort of switch it up with, with the offensive game, with the variety, I think that she can cause Iga troubles. I think that she might take a set from her, but I don't really see her winning the whole thing to be honest. And I mean, the, the likelihood is that Mukova may not be 
entirely physically ready for for that match against Shontek. We'll see. And you, Vanch, what do you think? Does Book have a chance? Yeah, I think it's all dependent. I completely agree with Jakob's uh, assessment because I think it's all dependent on if she can physically recover just enough to make a make a contest out of it. Um, I do sort of like her chances to make both sets really tight if there's two of them or take one. Um, could be the second set. Could be, uh, could, could be if... I know in some of her matches this week, she started out a little bit slow and just her coming in as a big favorite, you know, not having to play Rubakina or Sabalenka. Um, it could, she could feel the nerves at the at, at the start of the match and maybe get her serve broken right away. And then, you know, maybe Mukova is too good for for Iga to not have a chance to break back immediately. So it could get interesting, I think, in that in that way. And also, we just haven't seen um, Iga yet play a type of prototype like this since really when she played Ash Barty two years ago. Because I think that's the closest comp you can draw to um, as far as a WTA player with Mukova. Because I don't think there's really anyone in the women's game right now who who hits those net approaches, who volleys the way she does and has the kind of variety with her slice backhand. And I guess you could say Jabor, but her style is very different in terms of her drop shots and just the way she deploys them. But I think uh, this is this will be a very interesting sort of a test because it's a different category from like huge power baseliner of Rubakina Sabalenka or Ostapenko, like that kind of mold. So I'm very interested to just see it stylistically because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really hope Mokova can stay healthy the rest of the year because... Otherwise, I, I do think like we we missed out on her all these years. I, I think she would have been a perennially a top ten player for sure. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's definitely what the what the talent level is. Um, but yeah, of course, Vanch as one of the hosts of the Carlos and Iga tennis show, we have to ask you. I think, do you think they're going to go two for two? Maybe I the titles. So. I like the chances. Uh, I like the chances. Definitely. Iga maybe a little more than Carlos because she's also won around and also <laughs> it's just this probability I guess with, with the matchup tomorrow but but I do yeah I do I do really back their chances I like them um, you know they're generational for a reason right so you think you think that both Iga and uh, Carlos are going to win the French Open titles is that right Vance did I hear that correctly yeah That'll certainly be good for the Carlos and Iga brand, uh, the podcast that, of course, you have alongside Damien. Listen, thanks for joining us, uh, Vanch, for this uh, little um, little look back on the two semifinals and also to look forward to the women's final on Saturday. Uh, so big thanks to you, Vanch, uh, for coming on today. And Jakob as well, big thanks to you as well for the, the marathon, as it turned out, um, spell that you've had on the show with a very brief break between the two matches. You've been on on Talking Tennis longer than, um, longer than Haddad Ma has been on a, a French Open court. Uh, so thanks for joining us, Jakob. I might be slightly exaggerating there, but probably not far off. I bet you've done a good sort of six or seven hours today uh, between those two matches. So, so thanks to you as well. Um, and we'll be speaking to you both uh, very, very soon. Thank you for having me. Can't wait for tomorrow. Bye. Oh, indeed. Yeah, Jakob's going to be back tomorrow. And we'll be having, I'm sure, Vanch on very, very soon. Um, not just in the very near future, but also the distant future. So thanks to you as well, Vanch. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, John. I really enjoyed Cheers. it. And, yeah. Best of luck to Jakob as he continues his marathon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. I, I will need it, yes. Take care, everybody, and thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe 
and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.